On April 6, 1865, Captain Henry Pierce, with his Company C, 11th Kansas Cavalry, and Company F, 2nd U.S. Volunteer Infantry, departed from Fort Larned to establish a new site along the Arkansas River Valley. The site of Fort Dodge was an old campground for wagons traveling along the Santa Fe Trail, just west of the western junction of the wet and dry routes and near the middle of the Cimarron Cutoff. Captain Pierce, with his two companies, quartered the troops in tents on April 10th while preparing dugouts along the banks of the Arkansas River. The prevailing high winds of the region made living in tents difficult and highly undesirable. As quickly as possible, the troops built and occupied dugouts. The dugouts were constructed by digging a cellar near the edge of the riverbank, about four or five feet deep, ten feet wide, and twelve feet long. The roof over the cellars was constructed by placing a center ridge pole, about two feet above ground supported by sod. A completed roof included other poles laid over the ridge pole as rafters. These rafters extended to the banks of the cellar on either side. Brush was then laid over the rafters and covered with dirt to a thickness of four to six inches. A door was cut into the dugout from the face of the riverbank. The ends of these one-room dugouts, from the ground to the eaves, were filled in with sod. Holes were left in the ends for windows to provide light and ventilation. A fireplace was built in one corner with a sawed chimney to carry off the smoke. A mound of earth about three feet high in the opposed corner of a room became a sleeping place. The bedrolls placed on these earthen bunks served as a resting place. To block out the cold winter wind, soldiers used blankets and gunny sacks to cover the openings left for windows and a doorway. Each dugout could accommodate three or four men. There were approximately 70 of them built along the riverbank prior to the winter of 1865. Three one-room above-ground sawed officers' quarters, each about 14 by 20 feet, were constructed in 1865. These three buildings were located to the north of the dugouts in about the center of the long line of quarters in the riverbank. A sawed kitchen and mess house, 16 by 30 feet, a sawed storehouse for quartermaster and commissary supplies, 180 by 20 feet, and a sawed hospital, 14 by 40 feet, were also completed in 1865. Dugouts along the riverbank, similar to those occupied by the troops, only larger, served as stables for the cavalry horses during the winter of 1865 and 1866. The quartermaster's stock had to remain outdoors during that winter, because the quartermaster's stables were not completed. The winter of 1865 and 66 was severe, and the troops stationed at Fort Dodge endured several blizzards, high winds, and cold temperatures. The men suffered in their humble quarters with a meager supply of firewood. For a time, the post was isolated because the storm shut down traffic on the trail. General Dodge thought the post had been named after him, the scornful, forsaken soldiers must have blamed him with suffering during that terrible winter and harsh dugout conditions. There likely would have been an overabundance of desertions if the men had known of a safe place to go and had some way to get there. The dugouts improved with the arrival of lumber in 1866. The rooms were enlarged, roofs raised, larger windows installed, wooden doors added, 
and the earthen bunks shoveled out and replaced with wooden ones. Pieces of canvas from old tents were nailed to the ceilings, and walls of many of the dugouts making them warm, dry, and neat in appearance. A stone quarry was discovered about five miles from the port in June of 1866. General Pope gave permission to hire laborers and stonemasons for construction of new buildings. The following month, four laborers were hired, and with the assistance of the soldiers, a foundation was laid for a company barracks. Sometime in 1866, the sod building erected for a kitchen and mess was refitted to serve as the commanding officer's quarters. In December 1866, Major Henry Douglas, 3rd Infantry, arrived to command the post. His wife and three sons accompanied him, and Mrs. Douglas Isidore described the quarters in a letter to her mother on February 1st, 1867. Dearest Mother, I am now keeping house. Our house consists of a dining room, a bedroom on either side of the dining room, a kitchen back of the dining room, and a lobby in front. We are three feet below ground, four feet above. They are very comfortable quarters. Though the thermometer is below zero, we hardly know it is cold. We have four rooms. Each room has a large stove. A river, the Arkansas, about 10 yards back of the house. The houses here are more picturesque than elegant. I wish you could see our mud house. It looks gloomy now, but when our boxes come, I will fix it nicely. When our new quarters are done next year, we will live somewhat differently. Now we are living somewhat in the manner of prairie dogs. In June of 1867, in another letter to her mother, Isadora Douglas wrote more about her mud house. Dearest Mother, I will tell you how comfortable we are. Every time it rains, we are flooded in our house. And last night we had a storm, and in our bedroom and sitting room, the water was eight inches deep, besides what we carried out in tubs and pails. We have a board floor in our dining room now, but the roof is going to tumble in, so we are having a new mud house made. I shall be glad when it is finished, for I do not care to be buried alive or killed. Last summer there were three immense rattlesnakes killed in this house. It used to be the old mess house and was repaired for us. Although Mrs. Douglas looked forward to moving into the stone quarters under construction for the commanding officer, she died of cholera at the post on August 1, 1867. When construction was completed, including several buildings erected after 1868, there were three barracks for enlisted men, two of stone and one of adobe, each 130 by 30 feet. The dormitory in each barracks contained 22 double two-tier bunks, providing sleeping space for 88 men. Each bunk held four soldiers, two up and two down, who slept in opposite directions, head to toe. Opposing doors and windows provided ventilation, and the quarters were heated in the winter by wood-burning stoves. There was a water well behind each barracks. A wooden shed was attached to the kitchens and contained a trough where the men could wash. 
The latrines were about 30 yards behind the quarters. The commanding officer's quarters on the north side of the parade ground comprised a one-and-a-half-story stone building, 52 by 30 feet. It contained a central hall on the main floor with two rooms on each side, 18 feet square, and a kitchen 26 by 16 feet attached to the rear of one side forming an L. There were four attic rooms on the upper floor. The lower rooms were heated by fireplaces. A frame, stable, and coach house was located north of the house. There were four sets of captain's quarters in two duplexes, one of adobe covered with weatherboarding and the other of a frame with weatherboarding, each 44 by 40 feet and one and one-half stories high. Each set included a dining room, parlor, bedroom, kitchen, and three attic rooms. There were six sets of lieutenant's quarters in three frame duplexes, each 35 by 32 feet, one and one-half stories high. Each set contained a dining room, bedroom, parlor, kitchen, and two attic rooms. The laundresses and married soldiers were housed in the old dugouts and sod buildings along the river until new laundresses' quarters were constructed in 1875. The new quarters comprised eight sets in four duplexes covered with boards set upright and battened, each 32 by 16 feet. Each contained two rooms for a married soldier and his family. During the latter years, one of these quarters was used as the post-school and reading room. There were two stone storehouses, each 130 by 30 feet, located west of the parade. One served the quartermaster and the other the commissary, which had a cellar beneath for the storage of perishable items. Each building had two rooms partitioned off at the north end for offices. Between the two storehouses was a flame structure, 110 by 27 feet, used as a storage shed. Other buildings included a granary, 28 by 12 feet, a coal shed, 76 by 41 feet, a butcher shop, 28 by 17 feet, and the commanding officer's office and adjutant's office, 30 by 25 feet. (music) 